0: then mm-hmm. that was your computer that was i take it yeah <laughs>
1: That's james with his ipod again Easy you
2: ever get the feeling that everything in america is completely fucked up
3: you know that feeling
2: but the whole country is like one inch away from saying that's it, forget it. Let's see Now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think, think nice the honey badger cares? It doesn't so give hard. a Listen,
4: shit. Listen, you know, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill <laughs>
2: people. Yes, sir. Wow. Thanks for do to stand up and proudly say, God bless you, God bless you, Thank God done me, I'm not ashamed to say I'm proud of the 50th and, and I'm not proud to admit on it camera and I will never but I will never it
1: So my son's on uh, screen restriction right now, Mm -hmm. and you can see his face plastered against the studio door there. Nice. So him watching the Liberty Tree intro, that's just like, he's getting his fix. Like, it's as close as he can get to watching the screen.
0: (laughs) He's like, oh. Which is the worst (laughs) thing ever. Caressing the glass. Like, oh, so beautiful. (laughs) Ones and zeros, ones and zeros. (laughs) He's finding Nemo in the Matrix right Mm -hmm. now. So who's that? that was Talino uh, Sanchez hmm. surprised you didn't uh, recognize him being the fan of by the way that music is not Banda I've been corrected okay it is Narco Corrido okay which is basically gangster rap right mm-hmm. Narco... we, did, we did talk about that yeah did we talk about me being wrong Oh, yeah, all the time. Well, you're not, usually not here. Yeah, but. <laughs> uh, not nearly enough, I don't think. You haven't uh, heard that actual podcast we do. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a cover, <laughs> so you don't figure out your friends don't really like you. <laughs> so we just had Pauly here.
1: We have Jake. We have James, the complete Liberty Tree crew. You know, is here. And I was just thinking, I'm like, we have five dudes in here. And I'm like, the first thought I had, like, if someone drone strike this room, that'd be pretty much my entire social circle. It would be a huge
0: loss for Santa Rosa, too. Right. (laughs) What I'm getting at, it's nice to be around friends. Or with. Nice to see you guys, too. (laughs) You could almost say there were too many dudes in the dude room. (laughs) If you want to drop an inside joke. You could say that. Uh, By the way, I have gifts for you guys. Uh, Here you go. We got Jake, our uh, guest producer today. James hanging out in the back. Oops, sorry. Hope that didn't hurt. Maddie, I already gave you one, but this one's better than the last one. Oh, sweet! These are clips that go into your uh, the Molly on your tactical gear. It Hooks into the loops, and uh, as you can read, says Jefferson's state of mind. Very nice, kind Thank of our unofficial slogan. You're welcome. Printed these. Yep. Did you paint these? No, 3D printer, baby. 3D painter. Mmm, you're onto something there. Wouldn't that just be it's a like painter? It's like a 3D. It's like a 3D printer, <laughs> but in 2D. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could do this with your. Whatever you call it. That's the second one of those I've oh, given you. Oh, really? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I love it. I'd like the old <laughs> one back, by the way, since you don't, res- you don't uh, value. The- no, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, man. So do you want to kick it off with that uh, video that we had queued up? Or, yeah, uh, let's do it. Okay. I'm going to uh, kick it over. Because we got to this. I went hunting
1: this morning with Polly, which is we're duck hunting, which means you're just sitting crouched in wet grass getting rained on telling jokes for hours drinking beer well I guess no. not not in that case and uh, this video came up I was like do you ever see that one video with the ATF agent you guys know I was like oh and I explained it to him and he was dying laughing I was
0: like shh. <laughs> you're scaring <laughs> the ducks dude
1: <laughs> and so he went home and immediately watched it and so you know we took our book our uh, own trucks out and I got home I just walked through my door and he texted me back he's like that's the greatest video I've ever seen.
0: Let's see it. I think we've shown it before on the podcast, but
3: uh, it's worth revisiting. It's one of the greatest
0: videos ever made.
3: We know the date this was uploaded. I mean, this is from 2020. So this is when, like, the heat of July People that never owned guns were starting to ask their friends for guns. Right. Uh, There could have been been riots or demonstrations down your street. Uh, Mm -hmm. Everything was shut down. And this was kind of one of the things that got us through a small, miserable period of time.
2: Hey, turn around. Let me see your hands. Turn around. Let me see your hands. Okay, let me see your hands. You I sure need to see are. some ID. Get on the ground. Get
3: on the ground now. Get on. Do we want to paint the visual for?
0: Yes, we do. In case you're only listening and not watching uh, the video version of this podcast, which does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you uh,
1: you just explained what? The setup is like what, what, what premise is this video? Is that they?
0: Well, it couldn't have hit at a better time either, because of like what Jake was saying, mm-hmm. that not only was um, everyone, what did you say, it was like uh, buying guns and looking for for guns and asking to borrow their, their guns from their friends, but we were feeling the heavy boot of authoritarianism starting to step slowly. And heavily down on our right. necks at this time, July 2020 was I like. I prefer the red boot instead of the blue <laughs> boot. Exactly. Fucking dummy. And so here is this fucking agent of the state, with all of the uh, thinks he has, all of the thor- authority in the world. Bureaucratic swagger, just arrogance <laughs> that knows no bounds, and just wondering how can this be happening to me?
3: Right. Yeah, but the – so the authoritarianism you refer to is an ATF agent at the front door of someone's house asking for something that they – like, they don't have the right to ask for, right? Yeah, essentially what they were doing is they were –
1: not that there's a gun registry or anything like that, but they did happen to have a printed list of what guns everyone owned, and they were going door to door just like, hey, you're not in any trouble – Just just want to make sure you still have these guns in your possession. Make sure that it lines up with the paperwork that I have. I read into this a little bit. Apparently, this hero, the guy's house I went to, he goes, Wait,
0: which one's the hero, the guy or the the local cops? No, the
1: guy in the house. Okay. He goes, yeah, give me one second. He shut the door, (laughs) and he called the local cops. Yes. There's a guy impersonating an ATF (laughs) officer
0: on my porch. Which is the correct uh, (laughs) etiquette in that situation,
3: I believe. Right, so what's happening here (laughs) is there's an ATF agent on the front Porch of this person's house, and we're looking at the body camera of the arriving officer uh, who picking this up now has his gun drawn on the ATF agent. We're off and, to a good start. Here we go. And what the let's describe
0: the, the body language of the oh. ATF agent is uh how would you describe it? Like um cowardly. Entitled mm-hmm. authoritarian. Oh. Uh, yeah, I would say <laughs> entitled. Like, dude, I'm obviously a federal agent. Right. Which is, you know, no one's ever tried that one before. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Works at the clubs. <laughs> federal agent. 9171 I'm a federal agent. Get on the ground! 10-3. Get on the ground.
2: I'm a federal agent. Why wouldn't you show me your ID when I got here? Don't move okay. forward, Lord. You didn't ask for it. He, he didn't is ask for it. Three, three, Get five, on the ground. Yeah, we'll, figure we'll figure it out. On that Not getting on the ground. Well, then stay where you're at. I'll stay where I'm at. Fine. Why do you gotta make this harder than it is? Listen, I'm not getting to I have no I have no if problem making this I just wanna see if anybody can free pre some personal as well.
0: Okay, so right now the you just kind can't of like I'm the not cops, overreacting We gotta call that someone's impersonating a, a police you, officer Uh to the point idea. where he's now like oh you're I you know what? I'm also an authoritarian. Right. Yeah. Are you going to try to out-authoritarian me? I have a gun drawn much right like
1: Israel-Palestine where we <laughs> talk about, it's like we're watching a party from the outside through the window, and we're watching the left, like, draw new lines in the sand, and they're, like, eating the, each other. This is like that. I'm like, it's not very often I root for the cops.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're kind of rooting
3: for the cops. So you're pro-Israel. That's what, I'm getting, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm getting
1: at. Yeah. <clears> that's what I'm
3: getting at. And this is the perspective of the, the person that called the cops. This is him just saying, I hope both teams have fun, right? <laughs>
2: totally. <laughs> get on the ground so I can find out who you are. I was going the game it day to me, but uh, it's <laughs> been much more entertaining. Fine. Front. Fine. Do you find I think I'm a police officer or something? What the heck's the matter with you? Who do you think you are? Get on the Adler. ground. I'm not getting on the ground. I'm not getting on the ground. 7 i get got my, I got my knife. Do not reach for your waist. Keep your hands up. Dude, why would I have an Olay sheet? Get your hands up! No,
3: oh, Don't get it! What, what was the name of the sheet he just said? The o- Olay sheet? Something like that? Yeah,
0: well, Olay, because he's holding it like, uh, <laughs> like a oh, bowl right, would right, be right. charging. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. It's, it's an Olay sheet. My question would be, would be if you're impersonating a federal agent, why wouldn't you have the
3: Olay sheet? Mm. Mm-hmm. Strong, strong mm. beautiful yeah, uh, 40 chest. Where my mind's going is if they're not supposed to have a document that says all of the weapons that are at House A and House B. Mm -hmm. Did he just divulge the name of this uh, database or document that That doesn't exist? James, I need you to start looking into that, please. (laughs) I'll look for a Report back. Yep. I like where
0: you're going with that, Jake. Excellent. Uh, Face down now!
2: Face down! You guys are making a big mistake. You are are the one making a mistake! Face down (laughs) now! All the way down! All the way, all the way. You got my IDs right here, left pocket. Left, and pocket. we're going to put your arm on your back. Wait a sec. Do not resist. <laughs> I'm not resisting. You're acting like a no moron. Wait a sec. <laughs> no. Wait a sec. <laughs> wait a sec. <second. laughs> <No, laughs> don't do this. Wait a sec. I got a medical condition. Get my license out of my pocket. <laughs> we're getting you secured first. <laughs> please, please, wait. No, no, i Wait, Please, wait, please, sir. <laughs> I'm wait, a, resisting. I'm not. Stop resisting Would you now. please get my my ID out of my left pocket. Stop. I'm begging you. My, my wife's praying. Please. It's right so,
3: this, this guy that called the police has, he probably wasn't banking on the fact that this would all be documented by a police a body cam. And he's either on the phone with his friends at the moment trying They're to tell that. his game off exactly what's happening. Yeah. Or he's in there, you know, with his camera phone out laughing his ass off. But, I mean... Oh. I, I assume that when this got released, it was just like, he it blew his mind at the success of his plan. Please It's, get it. it's going so Wait. well
0: for him that I would actually, if I was in his shoes, I would start to be getting a little bit scared. Because... You are fucking with the federal government right now to a degree where you're like, ooh, shit, did I actually make this happen? My little
1: uh, prank
3: went off the rails. I might be
0: looking to move.
3: The the person has no way to verify this supposed ATF person's credentials, right? And I'm assuming that this is probably the first time an ATF agent has come to his house Either that or the reason this whole thing happened is this is for some reason some frequent occurrence and he's just over it. Yeah. I'm tired of ATF guys coming to my house to see grandpa's, uh, you know. Well, World either War way, II. I'm, I'm sure the ATF did the right thing after this and left him alone. Mm.
2: Help me up! Just hold me up! Sir! I can't do it! Wait! Sir! i was Stop pregnant. resisting! Now! Please, please help me! Sir, please get, no, get my, t-dial, my, my t-dial. federal yes, creds. Get your taser out, Joe. No, don't do that. please. <laughs> sir, let me tame you. T- put your right no. arm behind your back. Okay. Put your right arm behind Help your back. Help me up. Hand.
3: No. So for those of you that are like <laughs> jujitsu minded, this is what you're looking for in a prone uh, person. Mm-hmm. Top, top leg is in front. Mm-hmm. And you can just kind of sit on top of this leg okay. and isolate the whole body Goes back to the one that's more recent in the news. I about love that breaking guy. down
1: game film like this. Totally. <laughs> would you say that this uh,
3: cop has training, or he just kind of lucked into no, that position? No, no, no. He doesn't have any idea what's going kind on. Of two um,
1: overly rotund human beings <laughs> laying on top of each other on a sidewalk.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the I would say, and it, there's another video recently of a cop shooting a guy that's just completely beating his ass on the side of the freeway. This one just mm-hmm. came out a couple days ago and it's pretty obvious that the cop had to shoot this guy or he was just going to be just manhandled to death. Right. Um, I mean, I'm calling for a junior high school level wrestler level proficiency for people in the um, protect and serve role. There's, There's a lot of people calling for that. I don't
0: know. I'd rather they not be trained in anything, to be honest.
1: Give us, that gives means, us the that, advantage. That
3: means more shooting.
1: Yeah, to be well, fair, that's that, true. That's the thinking behind it. Is, is people won't panic, get their ass beat, and then just start shooting, shooting other people.
3: Okay, I see
1: it. So it's, it's, it's more it, of is a is safety it, measure. Is it Henzo Gracie who's calling for a minimum, uh, either blue or purple belt in law enforcement? I think I, I saw yeah, the camera it. Do but. do
0: you know how low the bar is right now for law enforcement? <laughs> We'd have no cops. Well, that was a, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Forty chess. Bingo. No, you're
2: gonna stay on the ground and put your right arm behind your back. Let me breathe. Let me breathe. You can I'm, breathe gonna, this is fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, Ow! Oh, Ow! don't do that! Okay! Here! My oh, God! Whoa. It whoa. is tough. Please get him stop! Get him Please stop, sir! Wait a second! Sir!
3: Oh, Please. Help. The, the shit this guy must continuously be eating oh, from yeah. his buddies on totally. the <laughs> Sir!
2: Sir! My wife's pregnant, sir! Call him sir. He doesn't have a name anymore, just Born sir. Sir! <laughs> Please! Get this kid. I'm a federal agent! My god, my gun! My you pistol! He has no idea what you are. acting no the way you are! <laughs> sir! Who the heck do you think you are acting like? Nobody. I wanted you to see my goddamn creds. The lady was freaking out, for Christ's sake. Oh. oh, it was a lady? Sir, please. Please. I didn't know
1: that. Huh. All right, I think you got the, the gist here. This is basically a rom-com for libertarians and anarchists. Like, this is the kind of thing that I'd put on, you know, after a stressful day. I want some me time and (laughs) just wrap myself up in the couch with some ice cream and my killdozer flag and just watch federal agents being tased on the TV.
0: It is pretty fun. This
1: this is our Notting hill.
0: Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Did anyone by any chance see the, do you know that uh, Instagram account, Tahoe, I think it's POV? Yeah. Did you happen to see the one that happened in Santa Rosa recently? No. So, <clears throat> there was a high-speed chase with a Mustang on 101 North mm-hmm. here, and it ended in a wreck. Nobody got hurt, thankfully, but, f- like, car flipped and everything. And uh, apparently, this car had been running from the cops a bunch. Yeah. And they had oh, taped over their license plate uh, a <clears throat> sign that blocked the license plate, mm-hmm. and it just said, will run. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of like a thing, like a yeah. fetish. And then they, they showed the dudes getting out of the car, and uh, I, if I was more on it, I'd be able to pull it up. But um, POV? Yeah, Tahoe. What's POV stand for in this? Point of view, I think, because it's it's all like uh, that dash same, cam. That's that
1: same account. Didn't Isn't that the same account that showed uh, a couple cops squaring up with, PPV like a, Tahoe. With, with a bridal party? What? Did you see that video? Oh, was oh. That then? I think that's from the same account. It's like this uh bridal party like after a wedding or something like
4: Oh yeah, I got did out of that. control. Yeah, 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 they yeah,
1: yeah. Started did throwing that. haymakers and lane chicks. Out. Dude, they
0: <laughs> knocked that chick out so hard. And uh-uh. then did you ever see the second angle of that? Uh-huh. That chick was going for the cop's gun. Oh yeah, I did yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? What are you going to do when you get that cop's gun? Yeah. You're going to shoot a cop at the the fucking reception of your friend's wedding? Amanda, no! (laughs) Amanda,
2: think
4: about it! (laughs) What the fuck? This bitch always makes it about her. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
0: yes, indeed. Anyway, so after this wreck, the CHPs pull the dudes out of the the car, and they're two, like, just well-dressed, middle class, probably 24 Five to twenty nine year old white dudes, really, yeah, and just in a nice like a fast fucking mustang, just out for fun, running from the cops <laughs> hundred over a hundred miles an hour, and they fucking just wreck this car and it flips like a hundred times in the air, so yeah. awesome, yeah, anyways yeah internet's uh undefeated scary place, yes, <laughs> you know what else is scary <sighs> What's the amount of personal data that is uh, floating around on the Internet right now? Matt? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a sad reality that our current world pretty much uh, any middle schooler with an iPhone 11 can steal your identity and start using your good name to engage in all manner of sin and cybercrime. But fear not good, buddy. Uncle Ricky's Identity Guard has a solution that will protect you and your whole family. Uncle Ricky's uses an approach that they would rather not say in the copy for this ad. But if you go to LibertyTreeLifestyle.com Ricky and sign up for their identity protection program, you and your loved ones can rest assured that your identity will be safe from middle schoolers and Indian scam centers alike. Enter promo code kneecap for 15% off and get a peace of mind that only Uncle Ricky can provide. Once again, that is com slash Ricky and enter the promo code kneecap for 15% off.
1: I feel like I'm on drugs right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did
0: take a bunch of prednisone yeah,
1: last weekend, so <laughs>
3: it's kicking in. <laughs> what sort of VPN should we use, though? What's a VPN? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Half, <laughs> half of the podcasts I listen to uh, interrupt the show by advertising. Oh, uh, right. Sponsored uh, VPN. Kind of, oh, half, right. Right. How right. to ostensibly keep all your stuff <laughs> private, right? Did you check out that link? The LibertyTree slash ricky I, I thought maybe you. Mean, would be I mean, I'm, I'm like trying to figure out what the f you're talking about. Is this Ricky? That's
0: Tom no. Cochran. Tom Cochran. Okay. Yeah.
3: So. Uh, slash Ricky. Slash
0: Ricky. Um Matt, you had real stuff to talk about today, right? I do. okay. And so do you guys, from what I hear? Uh, I got a little yeah, you know, <laughs> a few things keyed up. I got nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, do we uh, I, I feel like I've been hogging the mic, so <clears throat> go ahead, Matt. Uh, I've been
1: doing a deep dive on propaganda and within the context of the Bolshevik revolution under Lenin. And the reason why I was doing this, There's two things that kind of stood out to me, is that I thought it'd be useful to look at how propaganda works, because within the context of the Bolshevik Revolution, like we can, we have the luxury of hindsight, like we can see how that worked out, which was horrific, was the ideology, was the death of over, what, 200 million people?
0: Probably the the second...
1: 68 in Russia, 70-something in China, 200... You know, when you add in the Khmer Rouge and everything. Mm-hmm. and
0: Which is, you know,
1: not just the Bolshevik revolution, but the uh, just Marxist. Just Marxist ideology. Yeah. And I also want to bring this up because we talk about just the basic tenets of propaganda. And when you pose to people of like, you know, when we say things, it's all about how you phrase things. And then you can be kind of outlandish or hyperbolic. We talk about what Alex Jones, you know, turning the freaking frogs gay. It's like, that's ridiculous. And you look into it, I'm like, well, he's, he's not wrong. Like, his execution was a little kind
0: of flamboyant, you could say. Yeah, it. the fact check on that is pretty clear that the, <laughs> the frogs didn't turn gay. They just turned into women frogs. They turned into women, yeah. yeah. Gatherers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, another inside joke for you guys out there.
1: It's also because Lenin acutely outlined how he was going to use propaganda. He was an expert at manipulating propaganda and how we understood because the ideology does not stand on its own much like any ideology almost is he knew like if I'm going to pull this thing off I have to sell the people on it and that's and so with those two things together is I'm going to throw out I kind of distilled this down to about six steps of the six principles of propaganda and I'm going to show you guys how Lenin used it and then I want you guys to think about what's going on now because when we talk about Man, what about that crazy time in history, Lenin, or when Hitler came to power, or Stalin, or Mao, or whatever it was? And we go, man, that's just crazy. Like, I don't know, people's brains might have worked differently back then. Or there was this weird mass formation psychosis that they bought into these things. And you go, like, well, there's a lot of parallels from what happened. I mean, this was only just over a century ago. This wasn't that long ago. Some of these things were less than a century ago, 60 years ago. And so it's like, we're not different beasts Then our brains don't work in a different way. And you look at the way that people were sold a narrative and bought into it. And then the mob adopts the narrative and everyone goes to town. And so I'm going to lay out the the principles and I want you guys to jump in with
0: any current day examples that maybe this (laughs) kind of reminds you. I got one teed up right now that I I know it's (laughs) going to fall right into place though. I know it.
1: So... Are you guys familiar with just the basics of the Bolshevik Revolution? It lasted from 1917 to 1923, I think, something like that. And then Lenin came to power, uh, began with the violent insurrection and actual insurrection.
0: Oh, you mean like this (laughs) gay-ass unguided tour of the capital? Oh, you mean like they had guns? Yes. Wow. Yes. Did they hurt
1: people? They had guns then. They didn't after this revolution, which we'll get to in a second. Interesting. Yeah. So this began in, I believe, Petrograd, which is now Saint Petersburg. They took over Petrograd, and then it basically went on from there. Do you guys, are you guys familiar with a guy named uh, Rudolf Rummel? No. no. Rudolf Rummel is a famous demographer of government mass murder. There's a job that doesn't get boring.
0: <laughs> <So you laughs> Demographer could, of government he mass murder
1: studies government mass murder and studies how it works. Like he's current, it, or this is from back in the day. yeah, okay. yeah. I think not not current, current, but this was he wasn't writing about it in real time. Okay, he's basically he's a historian.
0: God damn, it. I wonder if his house looks like Jordan Peterson's. Have you ever seen pictures of Jordan Peterson's? He's never had house. me over. <laughs> okay, uh, inside. Well. He and I, Jord, as I call him, uh-huh. uh, inside his house uh, is just like, What up, Jordy? <laughs> covered with uh, portraits of uh, authoritarians and yeah, just like evil yeah people. It's kind of
1: crazy. All those tattoos on my leg are all old Soviet uh, propaganda posters. Mm.
0: The, the old work will set you free. I don't look at your legs.
1: Yeah. Mm-mm. You should.
0: No, nah, I'd be gay. I'm not gay. That's why I'm saying you should. I'm, I'm not <laughs> gay.
1: So, principle number one, the ends justifies the means. Now, what Lennon meant by this is- Okay, that- I got an article for it. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Did you know Taylor Swift is a Chiefs fan? <laughs> The ends justifies the means. And what Lenin meant by this, these are things that he outright stated. We're not looking back, like, here's what we think he believed. Because the ends justifies the means. And what he's saying from that is, first and foremost, the only thing that matters is gaining political power. So you say what you have to say. You do what you have to do. Whatever it is that you have to do to placate the masses or to get them on your side or to help them bolster up your bullshit regime is just say that thing. Okay. Go, do you got something? Like I that? actually do okay. have something. <laughs> let's let's okay.
0: uh, You know who Dr. Deborah Burks yes. was? like So she was on the Trump administra- mm-hmm. administration's COVID response yeah. team. So she's the one that came up with two weeks to flatten the curve, 15 days to flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. Right. How'd that work out? Uh, well, it turns out that even though they Did said, said to, two weeks or two years. No, 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 15 days. 15 days. Okay. Yeah, which is roughly two weeks. That was all of us supposed to be in the beginning. Um, We're you gonna know, get into I remember that too. Uh, having an argument with, do you remember when I had that long argument with that Marxist in my old office space? <laughs> and it just <laughs> like. Halfway through that sentence, like three hundred people <laughs> popped into my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- this guy was an avowed. Do you remember how that long? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we don't hear. Do yeah, this know. morning. we're right when? The uh, this dude just was like a straight up avowed Marxist. He believed that everything um, that Marx wrote was totally legit. I mean, yeah. it was like arguing with a they have a sophomore in college or something, right. just like fully it's like, like it's devoted like to this ideology, like arguing with a stop sign. So. Exactly. Um, well, at that same might not have been the same argument, but that same time, that's when two weeks to flatten the curve came out, and I didn't know really. I'd never heard it. No one of us had heard it before. Right. But what they, these people in the office, were explaining to me is that no, you don't understand. See. Yeah. What they're trying to do is just kind of slow down the the amount of cases that come into the hospital so the hospital doesn't get overwhelmed. They, right. You know, you see this bell curve here. The, the nurses how, are doing 12-hour shifts of making yeah. TikTok videos, like, <laughs> doing <laughs>
1: imitations of the Titanic in an empty hospital. We don't
0: want to just flood them with right. a bunch of people that are actually no, sick. No, they're not so. prepared for this 15 days to flatten the curve. <laughs> yeah. And I remember having this like conversation with them, and just being like, "I don't, I don't get that. That just doesn't, you know, my spidey sense is tingling. Like that just seems like bullshit yeah. to me." And I think you and I said so. We didn't have the podcast at the time, but had we, we would have said that. And then we'd... I think that was the main reason why we started the podcast. It was, exactly,
1: was like, dude. It's, it's It's not fifteen days. Like They're exactly. going to keep it shut down. So Burks came out with a book, <clears throat> and in it, she. Uh, of course, she writes a book it's like Andrew Cuomo writes a book like here's how you handle a pandemic like motherfucker you killed like thousands of people in a nursing home why are you writing a book about how to handle a pandemic
0: so this article uh from the post millennial I'm just going to read Two paragraphs out of it. Despite not having adequate data, Burks pushed ahead with her plans to convince Trump and his advisors to go along with her mitigation plans. She writes that in March 2020, she met with the president, and her plan was to obfuscate her t- intentions for economic shutdowns. So, at the point that my spidey sense was tingling, I it was because this I knew this was coming. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? They're talking about shutting down all of our lives right, right now. Her plan was to obfuscate her intentions for economic shutdowns, knowing that Trump was wary of anything that would tank the economy. He'd worked so hard to build. I couldn't do anything that would reveal my true intention, she writes, to use the travel ban as one brick in the constitution of a larger wall of protective measures we needed to enact very soon. Trump's team was more concerned about how the impacts and the potential of for loss of lives to Americans shutting out society down. She blasted the administration for their concerns over the economy, concerns which have played out in real time, to the point where the country could be facing devastating impacts as this is the globe. So she knew in the beginning that what she had to do was just kind of sneak in this two weeks. Everyone can pallet two weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, you could stomach two weeks to just kind of flatten the curve. And then we're just going to get right back to normal. But she knew that you couldn't just say, we're shutting the economy down motherfuckers and everyone would have revolted. And so at the times when normal people like us hear that, and we don't trust the state and we hear them saying that they need to shut the economy down for just two weeks. We know immediately that that's not 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 how it's going to go. Right. And so, um, but in her mind, it was totally worth it.
1: And I guess that's... The ends justify the means. The ends justify the means, it's, right? It's the metaphor. This is why people like us, everyone in this room, why we push back against everything all the time. And the metaphor that I always come back to, I think serves pretty accurately, is the 50-minute city model. It's like, don't give them the infrastructure like to have some totalitarian hellhole. No, it's like, no, 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 it's, it's for the environment. I was like, no. I know. But if it was going to be made by an authoritarian psychopath this would be exactly how they would
0: do that. We're just putting a 20-foot <laughs> wall up around the city... We don't want any for viruses as- getting through. aesthetic <laughs> reasons. <laughs> yes, and without razor wire on top, pigeons might roost on it, and they would poop on the wall. So we obviously need the razor wire. Right. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense.
1: Exactly. So the ends justify the a means. I mean, this is something every politician does, right? I mean, this, this is easy to prove. So what Lennon did, of, you know, his first... As he was trying to get power... It's what is, being
0: a politician... It, it means, yeah, it, the
1: ends justify it, the means. Yes, <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm going to lie, cheat, steal. Doesn't fucking matter. So one of the
1: first things that Lenin proposed, like broad land ownership, everyone's like, that sounds really good. As soon as he gets into power, first and that, thing he that does, wasn't about women's rights, by the way. No, <laughs> first thing he does is complete state seizure of all private assets and private property. He decler, uh, declared the public or the private land decree of 1917, I believe it was, that lays out like, okay. Now I'm in power. It's all mine. He did a complete, like, 180. Second thing he, he did, I mean, this is not, th- these aren't, like, gradual, this didn't happen, like, gradually. Things didn't change. The science didn't change, right? Mm-hmm. This is things he goes, I'm in power. All right. Here we go. Everything's mine. All the land belongs to the state. Uh, and he also disarmed the entire population. He's all, it is illegal. Private gun ownership is illegal, which is every Mao, Khmer hmm. Rouge, Stalin. Newsom. Lenin. <laughs> <Newsom>. <laughs> <laughs> so for people that, so th- these are like extreme, like we historically proven examples. We can look back like, well, this is clearly what happened. We saw how it, how it worked out. But think about used that same technique, the ends justify the means. And he's saying, say whatever you have to say to get in power, which he did. And he went back and everything at that point. I'm in power. So like, what are you, what are you going to do? Like, you know. I'm I'm here now. The goal has been achieved, and now I'm going to implement this psychopathic agenda, and 68 million, million people are going to die. Think about can you guys think of like current examples of this? I was Student of like,
4: loan repayment. What's that? Student loan repayments. Student loan
1: repayments. Uh, free community college. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Newsom, mayor. I'm going to end homelessness in San Francisco.
0: Now here's a cool here's an interesting point. How did that work out for San Francisco? Mm. I haven't been there in a while, but I... I <laughs> it's not good. I, according to the human poop on the sidewalk app, there's an actual app. It's growing. Right. But more importantly,
1: how did that work out for Gavin Newsom? Oh, pretty well. Is we're looking at he's probably <laughs> going to be our next, <laughs> next president, what it's looking like. So we can go through all the lies that Joe Biden said, right? I'm going to shut down the virus, not the economy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I was like, "I'm not." He said, "I'm not going to make federal vaccine mandates." Uh huh. They say whatever. This is when he was campaigning, but once he's in power, he does like a complete 180. Now we can go through all the stuff that Joe Biden says, and I mean, we'll, we'll be here all day. Well, Trump did the same bullshit. And Trump, did, I'm yeah. saying every politician does yeah. this, yeah. And to be fair to Joe Biden, I don't think he knows
0: that he's president. So, like, just uh, give him yeah. a little bit of grain of salt, like cut like him some slack. What we're talking about? I'm technically, is he president? It's. So he says something in the morning and then the white house corrects it on Twitter in the (laughs) afternoon. (laughs) Right. So the whole
1: point of the Bolshevik revolution was to, it was basically is the bourgeois versus the proletariat. And it was basically to take the, the bourgeois, the producers and give everything to the proletariat, the, whatever, the working class, the mm-hmm. the peasants, the workers, or whatever. And the first thing that Lenin did was disarm the pro- proletariat. Do you guys remember that story that uh, a friend of ours had a house guest, and he was an outspoken communist? Mm-hmm. And I got a picture sent of his laptop that said, arm the proletariat. I was like... This guy either has the greatest sense of humor I've <laughs> ever heard in my life, or this dude has never cracked a history book in his entire life,
0: and is immune to irony.
1: Yes, yeah, completely irony-proof. So York. he also did the. Um, so then he went after the militaries because how am I? What's my? What's my mechanism of control? Which I needed the military, and the military already battle-worn and fatigued. I mean, they've been battling in, you know in this area forever. Is he strong in the military? And this this is Marxism 101 by breaking up the family unit. And he took the soldiers away from their family. He's like, if you ever want to see your family again, you're gonna go confiscate all this land and all these firearms for me. And He's like, and if you don't, you will never ever see your family again. So he leveraged the family unit against the soldiers to basically pursue this this ideology in the Soviet Union at this time.
0: Yeah, most of the soldiers. <clears throat> In the Russian army in, around that time, they fought because they had to, not necessarily because they were right. fighting for Mother Russia. Yeah. Because if you've read uh, the Gulag Archipelago, mm-hmm. you know that a lot of people in the Gulag were soldiers right. who didn't die on the battlefield. Yeah. The fact that they came back alive meant that they were yeah criminals, and basically, we're get into the enemies of the too. state. Yeah.
4: Was there was there any persuasion? I know we we're getting into the gulags. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> was there any persuasion around the gun confiscation, or was it just like give me the guns?
0: It was just give
1: me the guns. Yeah. There was no propaganda there. He he was in power at that time. Yeah. And so he immediately made private gun ownership illegal. Uh, to quote Lenin. Uh, one man with a gun can control
0: a hundred men without a gun. And God damn it, that's not true. Yeah. Although I mean, technically that's not true. It is true. In a psychological sense, Uh, that man with a gun can control people psychologically because no one wants to take a bullet. Right. But if a hundred men had to defeat one guy with a gun, Mm -hmm. unless it was like a M60 or something, maybe with a belt. Fed kind of huge magazine. You're missing the point.
3: Yeah, you're going off the track here, Kelly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the
1: Liberty Tree Podcast, guys. Uh, and my favorite, as, as far as like, just say whatever you have to say. My favorite Joe Biden clip of all time. Remember, he was campaigning. He said he was going to cure cancer. I'm going to cure cancer. Yes, I do remember that. So it's the point is not to point out like, okay, he's a politician. He's a psychopath. He's a his brain is broken. Like he's going to hell. Like fuck this guy. Problem is the scary part is that room full of people enthusiastically clapping. Like, did you did you hear that? He's going to cure cancer, and it's like if you have two brain cells rubbed together, you're like, no, he's not going to cure cancer. Like, what? Like, that's why you're voting for this guy. Yes. You know he's a Nazi, right? What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. Principle number two: control the words, and you control the reality. So we talk about this one all the time. So another fundamental tenet of Marxism, which is to constantly manipulate language and the meaning of words, like so much so that they no longer have. There's no such thing as subjective meaning. This would be that Marxist that you were arguing with says, so like, I'm not going to argue with you based on facts and logic. Yeah. You're like, well, what, what? What? Like, so do you want to arm wrestle? Like, how, yeah, else how do, else do we do, do this? Do thing? This. <laughs> <laughs> this one is super. This one, I think, on the list is, like, the most interesting because it's so covert. It's, like, a slow build. It's not, like, rounding up all the guns. And I was like, dude, this is fucked up. But, like, to slowly erode the, the meaning of things and, and like, to undermine, like, the cultural base of communication, it's something that just happens. And, like, because people don't realize that they're embarking in it. We see that today,
4: right? Changing the, the definition of vaccines. I
1: was just going to say. Yeah. Yeah, so why is it all in the same week, you know, Merriam-Webster, Google, YouTube, the WHO, the CDC, all changed the definition of vaccine and herd immunity? It's like, what you're doing is, here's the real, Here's what we want to be reality, here's reality over here. It's like, well, if we just change the definition of what this is, like, we've just realigned reality with the narrative that we want. It's a vaccine. Like, no, it's not like a vaccine is supposed to stop transmission, supposed to stop the disease. It's like, yeah, well, if we just change the definition of vaccine, like, there we go. Now we're right again.
0: Right. If you go around changing the definition of words, then you can no longer actually have a conversation with someone or an argument right? and actually debate somebody on something. Well, that, you you just, I, I don't believe that what you're saying is right because that's not what that word means anymore. Mm-hmm. That word means something else now. So you're wrong. And I would argue that's being done intentionally. It's a way, of course. It, for,
1: for two reasons. Like we'll, we'll just simply, so the more kind of overt way is like, we'll just, we're simply going to just change the de- definition of something to fit the narrative that we that we want right. out there. You it, and
0: I might want to actually argue <laughs> with something on equal terms mm-hmm. and actually discuss the merits of the argument. Right. Right that person is just pulling the rug out of your argument by just changing the definition of yeah, the words. You're, you're, you're in that whack-a-mole game that we talk
4: about. Exactly. All the
0: time. So the second way is to intentionally
1: obfuscate things to such an extent that like you just, you, this, this is kind of what you were alluding to right there, that you just can't even have the conversation with, with someone anymore. So like when representative Marsha Blackburn gets up there and the, was it, Ketanji Brown Jackson uh, confirmation hearings, I was like, can you, can you define what a woman is? No. You can't define what a woman is? Like, no, I'm not a biologist. And people just go like, okay, I'm done. I just I can't even, like, I, I it's such a clown world, I'm not even going to pay attention anymore. I think that's being done intentionally too. It's getting you to just check out. So you can't have the conversation. You can't throw your ideas in. It's like, at some point, you are speaking two different languages. And are we seeing that today? Birthing persons.
0: Um, men can have periods. My mom telling me that the uh, uh, Charlottesville demonstration was a modern-day lynching. lynch-ing. Yeah. Larry I, Elder, the black-white supremacist.
1: I'm, uh, a bl-
4: I'm a black belt. You're a black belt? <laughs> yeah, change the definition. Of, I'm going <laughs> to change that belt. definition and just <laughs> go from there. What's the new definition? Uh, a guy that's only been doing it a couple of years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, you, you're, they are intentionally, like, watering certain terms, you know, white supremacy, domestic extremist, or whatever, you know, uh, you wanting the schools to be open is rooted in white supremacy, Chicago Teachers Union. You know, it's to get you on your, where you just go, I want the schools to be open, like, well, that's rooted in white supremacy. And you go, like, all right, I'm just, fuck, whatever. I'm done. Like, do whatever you're going to do. Like, I just checked out of the, You know, so many people just check out of the conversation because they can't. Yeah. They don't understand the vernacular. Like, I don't, I, the words coming out of our mouth don't make any sense. Well, and like,
0: they're not willing, like, people on the Marxist left are to give up their families, their jobs, yeah. their livelihood, their, their comfort, and devote themselves to an ideology. Mm-hmm. Which is what it would take to keep up with these people, right? You know,
4: it's the game of whack-a-mole is a it's a full-time job. It's
0: it's a full-contact <laughs> sport.
4: <laughs> is there is there a Jedi mind trick antidote to combating that when you're in these conversations with people that are changing the definitions? Well, how can you?
0: I mean, it, that's it, what I'm asking. Yeah, is, there, is there? a technique? No, it, there, it used to be,
1: bring the receipts. Okay, I have these facts. Like here's this happened on this date. You know, the CIA did this. We illegally invaded this country then. And someone goes, like, those are facts which are a part of white supremacy. I'm not going to listen. It's done intentionally because their ideas don't stand on their own merit. They don't have the receipts. They don't have the facts. They haven't done the dives. They haven't done the research. They don't know the history of what they're talking about. So this is done intentionally. Like, I can just shut this wall off and this person who did do the work, did do the research, did bring the receipts, and everything, I can refute everything they say.
0: It's a similar uh, tactic in argumentation as the, uh, the age old. I know you are, but what am I?
4: <laughs> it's, okay.
0: it's really hard to argue with someone that pulls that out. Yeah, it's just a yeah. bit of an oversimplification, but <laughs> I, I see where you're going with that. Okay, what do we know
1: about this phrase? Never let a good crisis go to waste. Was Rahm Emanuel. Rahm Emanuel. Yeah, that's what I thought you guys were going to say. I uh-huh. even wrote that down. This is what they'll
0: say. Because that's who said it. <laughs> <Right>. He did. <laughs> right? He did. He did say that. He's the most uh, recent person to... <laughs> was yes. he quoting Lenin? Actually, they all fucking he say He was quoting Lenin. Was he really? Yes. Did he say he was quoting Lenin? No,
1: he did not. Oh, okay. That's from Holy Lenin. Holy so shit. So this is what's interesting. We talk about like the infiltration of Marxism in our culture and our politics in modern day. and we rolls her eyes like, okay, dude, whatever. And then... You ask people, like, who said Mm -hmm. this? Never let a good crisis go waste. Everyone's going to say Rahm Emanuel. I was like, that is principle three of Lenin's principles of propaganda. Right. Lenin came up with that. Is you never, you take this event, and we go into the Hegelian dialectic of, remember, problem, reaction, solution. That's what number three is. So he he takes, so the way that, that Lenin used this is... We have this revolution, and stop me if this at all sounds familiar. You know what the first things that he said? He's like, we have to react to this revolution. Things are in chaos. Draw a modern-day example of this. First thing we have to do is shut down all small and medium-sized businesses because what he was trying to do is achieve a monopoly of industry that would be mm-hmm. state-controlled. And I'm reading this, I'm like, is he talking about COVID or... <laughs> the Bolshevik
0: revolution right there. Yeah, Wow. So I don't think I've ever heard a parallel that was so on point from Lenin to COVID right. as what you just said right there. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Speaking of COVID,
1: <laughs> side story. I talked to my ba- uh, my dad the other day. and hey, his Dad, how you doing? And I'm pretty close to him. He goes, oh, I'm so sick. I'm like, oh, what happened? And he, we just had a health scare. We, He almost died, you know, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's like, yeah, I went and got that COVID shot, and I'm just so sick right now. I was like, usually I keep it to myself. I was like, Dad, stop taking those fucking shots. He's like, well, I'm just kind of worried my immune system's not so good. I'm like, that's my point. Like, stop injecting yourself with this bullshit. Like, you're already not very good, and you're injecting yourself with this bullshit genetic gene therapy. And he goes, well, there's a new strain going around, and, you know, he's like, pushing back on me. And I just finally lost them all. So can we talk about the luxury of hindsight and the Bolshevik revolution? Well, let's just go back five minutes. The first thing you said is how sick you are. I haven't been sick in five years. And I'm tell- like, maybe just put it in the background that I might be onto something. And it's one of those situations where I finally go, like, Dude, am I the crazy one? Like, I feel like I'm the crazy one. I've had this conversation so many times. About the what we brought up a lot on this podcast was the Hegelian dialectic and the problem reaction solution model. So, perfect example would be uh, what the buffalo shooting, right? So, we had that buffalo shooting. You're not talking about the 1880s, right? No, okay, not the animal, the city, gotcha. And the next morning is pages and pages and pages of comprehensive gun control legislation to be proposed on Kathy Hochul's desk.
0: And his uh, manifesto or everything about the guy. Everything
1: ready to go. Yeah. Now... Which, what were they burning the midnight oil over there in New York just crank out this legislation, or was that already written? Yeah, gumshoe and ready journalism. To go?
0: They're just it, yes. hitting the
1: streets, finding out the story. And, and here they are, they're like waiting for the problem because we have the solutions pre written. Or the, my favorite one that I always bring up is with uh, Project for a New American Century, writing about how we're going to rebuild the Middle East and in our, in, in our image to perpetuate the American hegemony. And it's like, we just need that. Like, we need what they call it the new Pearl Harbor to happen, right? And what do you know? 19 Arab hijackers, allegedly, who with no prior flight experience, <laughs> take a bunch of planes and start, take them over with box cutters and go through, you know, what's commonly known as the most restricted and heavily militarized <laughs> airspace in the entire world and start crashing in the buildings, the most famous being the North and South Tower in Manhattan, also known as the Twin Towers. And, Twain, I thought there were three
0: buildings. Wait, uh, James,
1: you have twins, right? Triplets. Triplets. Oh, triplets, right.
3: Okay. So these two
1: planes go into the the twin towers. Wait, triplets is is that two? That's three. three. Okay. So these two planes go into the twin towers Uh and take them down. Oh, I see what you're doing (laughs) here. Everything except for. Mohammed Atta's passport which is the only <laughs> thing that seems to survive and what do we do since the hijackers were from Saudi Arabia and Iraq Egypt. yeah no no Saudi yeah, Arabia, from Iraq. No, Saudi Arabia and, I'm and sure. no Saudi Arabia and Egypt no Saudi
0: Arabia and Egypt I don't have to go back it's been a while
1: Yes, but it's high time that Iraq gets some democracy dropped on its ass there it is because that was a solution that was already written there is the problem reaction solution
0: It's funny because uh, what's-his-face, Osama bin Laden, Mm -hmm. he had a problem-solution-reaction model of his own, Mm -hmm. and it fucking worked, which makes him smarter than the people in power in the United States. And his reaction that he was hoping for was us to invade Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And he fucking pulled it off. I mean, he said that he wanted to get the USA... Uh, mired just, down in mm, wars in the Middle East. In, in specifically Afghanistan. Afghanistan. And make that that they're, yep. you know, do the same thing that they did to the Russians, to the United States. But and unlike it, Russia, we, we, we won reacted. that war. <laughs> going mean,
1: to get to check in on that or, war. or like Biden said, we're not going to leave one American behind when we do cut tail and leave. Yeah. So that worked out. Yeah.
0: The no, no, no. <laughs> I to I'm to to <laughs> Yeah, you might want to look back in. I don't really know. All I know is they it. hate our
1: freedom. That's all <laughs> I know. Oh, yes. Speaking of, <laughs> Lenin spoke to that quite a bit too. He goes, You he got, he's like, These people are stupid. These are true political elites in that they think everyone's beneath them. They don't think, they, You're not smart enough. We talk about the mind of the collectivist versus the individualist. It's like the reason why they have that kind of mindset is they have nothing but disdain we talk about on this podcast all the time if you take one thing away from this when we talk about political elites just this is it this is the only thing I have to remember these people fucking hate you they have nothing but disdain for your existence they don't care if you live or die they prefer if you die they think there's too many of you at this point anyway
0: this is documented
1: yes and so part of the the, the lenin principle of propaganda is like keep it super simple we're doing this for mother russia kiss so, yes Thank you. Keep it simple, stupid. Power to the Soviets. Build back better. Make America great. America great again. Yeah. Uh, hope and change. I break for lemmings. I follow the science. <laughs> yes. You're either with us or against us. Yes. All those bullshit phrases. This is all Leninist propaganda. Where have I heard
0: that recently? With us or against us? Uh, it's, uh, it's a place. It's a. Uh, it's got some beachfront property. It's uh, okay, all right. Oh, Arizona. Is it Arizona? Yes.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I would also add an addendum to the problem reaction solution model. The Hegelian dialectic is that. If we don't feel like waiting around for that problem, for that shooting, or for that natural disaster, or for an attack by some foreign military, just create the problem, right? So all we need from you is the reaction from you fucking low IQ, mouth-breathing NPCs. It's like, we'll give you the problem. We'll make the problem. Mm -hmm. Operation Northwoods, uh, Reichstag fire, uh, Gulf of Tonkin. Uh, I don't know. How how long is this list?
4: Weapons of mass destruction. Weapons of
1: mass destruction, Assad in Syria. Beheading 40 babies. I don't know. Okay, principle four. This is one you guys will identify with. Dehumanization is you have to other who the enemy is. Uh, Stalin did this. He called the people that weren't getting on board with the narrative the X people. He's like, yeah, these are... These are dissidents you know they need to be executed, they need to go to the gulag. Now do we see that at all today here Let's just take America.
4: Like a science denier,
1: a science denier, an anti-vaxer, oh. grandma killer, basket of deplorables. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: Hillary, Clinton, Hillary Clinton just
1: came out and said uh, maybe these Trump supporters need some kind of like formal deprogramming right, and right that's the. That, <laughs> The othering. The othering, yeah. Right. Uh the greatest threat to America are white supremacy and domestic extremists.
0: MAGA is now the uh on the what the FBI said that MAGA is our terrorists. What did they say recently? Uh these
1: MAGA Republicans are they lump it together. So these mega yeah. Republicans and these domestic extremists are the greatest threat to America they, right now. I
0: think they just came out, though, and said that MAGA supporters yeah. are that's, that's domestic the, terrorists that's, or something that's, extreme that's, like that. Yeah, that's the dehumanization, which is a war tactic. So when they taught
1: people to, you know, when they took soldiers to Vietnam, like these, these zipperheads, these gooks, they're like mm-hmm. subhuman, they're animals. It's like you see
0: that a lot, actually, with not just Ma- uh, Trump supporters, but Trump himself. Like mm-hmm. it's really easy to. Steal Trump's property and sue him for all sorts of things because everyone knows that he is just the worst thing that's ever happened to, quote to my, the world. To, to quote my old
1: client, I don't care that the steel dossier wasn't real. I know in my heart that cocksucker's guilty. I'm like, okay, all right? We're, we're back to the first principle. I'm like, I just, okay, but there's, there's, there's no conversation to be had here.
4: Right. So you guys are Trump supporters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fine, we're Trump supporters. <laughs> okay. I give I just, up, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Nazi. I give up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Principle five: propaganda by example. So, what the in the case of, of Lenin and the Bolshevik Revolution is what they did is you overly apply the these like overly punitive and like draconian punishments to something that just kind of pushes the line of what goes against the narrative. So, for example, is when they were doing the propaganda that there needs to be a revolution and the state needs to take control of everything. And if that one neighbor you have goes like, didn't he promise Broadland ownership, but then you took control of the entire country, you might say that in mixed company, your neighbor George or whatever. And you might in your mind go like, Yeah, he did say that, I've been kinda of thinking about it but I don't want to say it out loud. And you come home from your twelve hour shift at the state owned factory and your neighbor's fucking hanging from a lamppost in the fucking town square. You're like, Okay, noted. You know what I mean? That's propaganda by example, is to it's 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 forced by like terrifying the population, like going so overboard with with how you apply like the punishment. Of just if someone even gets close, so we talked about with the gulag archipelago of like people passing out from clapping so much. It's like you don't want to be the one guy that starts that stops clapping, yeah, because you're going to the fucking gulag. And well, like how mm-hmm. irrational, and like the the amount of fear that's instilled in the people in that room mm-hmm. leads to this weird, like insane, irrational behavior.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's chapter three in our book that <laughs> if you are in that situation, fake passing out. Mm-hmm. That's the easy way out of stopping clapping. Just, Claps, insane, like yeah. go crazy until hold, you fucking
1: hold your breath. Out. Actually,
4: make yourself literally pass out. Well, and as to that example point, didn't we just have that guy? I forget his name, but he's going to prison for seven years for the meme.
1: Yep, yeah. this is what's going to bring up. Yeah, yeah. So we have that. The guy. I don't mean to keep in,
4: front running you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> this is
1: this is this is great. Is or does this at all, all remind you of the insurrection at Capitol?
0: For sure, not yeah. the one. Not the one the ins- last week. Insurrection. Mm-hmm. The
1: January six. Not the one uh, last the week. Was that, the, <laughs> one? was that
0: the one when the anti-abortion or uh, no different abortion, one? Different you know, one. When people stormed the yeah, Capitol. A yeah, different one. No. Yeah, the other one. I don't. The guy, they, the guy with the buffalo head. He, oh, the guy with the machine gun. <laughs> gun down, killed five cops. No, that's that's a different one. But didn't five cops die that day? No, just one. No,
1: a cop killed one of the protesters. That's people get that mixed know, up. All dude, the time. I was just
0: watching uh yeah. CNN, MSNBC, MSNBC. <laughs> just on the phone. and then my, my mom said that five says cops died 20 cops. <laughs> 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 I mean, by lynch, I mean, they ran him over yeah. with a
1: car. So, can you think of propaganda by example of instilling this, this feeling, you know, this ethos of terror in someone who's like, we're just pushing back, like, we don't agree with what's going on, we're Protesting or whatever, you look at some of the sentences that the people got in January six or sentences seven years, nine years, twelve years, seventeen years. Some dude got almost twenty years who wasn't even there. That's propaganda by example. Mm-hmm. It was like, we are, re- Ontario? yeah, we are going to make an example of you guys. So it was like nothing
0: like this. No one will even think about doing something like this ever again. And just uh, so we're clear, I mean, we're not talking about uh, attacking the Democrats. This is uh, this is everyone. People, the state is very concerned with uh, nationalism and popular uprisings like this, and that's why those people went to jail, not because they were Trump supporters or because they weren't voting Democrat. It's because the motivation behind this movement, this nationalist movement, was at its core, I'm going to say anti-state, if not simply just anti the current uh, system, right? But which Trump kind of served as a figurehead
1: for that way of thinking, whether that's right or wrong. Yeah. I mean,
0: as many faults as Trump has, he was very anti-establishment. Yeah. And still is. I mean, I don't think that electing Trump is going to fix any of our problems,
1: which is why he won't be president
0: again. But he was very anti-state, and yeah, he is not going to be president. And do you think this little side note here? Okay. maybe this is a question to the group. Um, I've heard Colonel McGregor, Douglas McGregor, say this, and I've heard Roseanne Barr say. Actually, they both said it on the PBD or PBJ or what is whatever that PBS Patrick Bet David oh. podcast. Um, that do you think if it comes down to if Trump is on the ballot? For president on, let's say, November 1st, 2024, do you th- think we have an election? Or do you think that they go to the extreme of suspending the election in order to keep Trump from being elected? I am more
1: akin to say that that will be the reality than I was three weeks ago.
0: That they would suspend it? Yeah. Wow! Even um, in the last three weeks, you think yeah. I remember. Like, oh, what do
1: you know, guys think? It's kind of far, but yeah.
3: I think that if something interrupts the election cycle, um, that's going to be enough to set the more schizo or kind of wild conspiracy theorist folks absolutely alight. Yeah. Um, I think they got a better shot at pushing through another election that's like a lot of people don't have faith in elections at all anymore right Mm -hmm. Uh, some people i don't know why
0: well which is which is by design (laughs) yes i mean if you don't have to the less you have to cheat the better so if you just convince people that elections are fraudulent those people aren't going to vote your work is done yeah you don't even have to cheat
3: yeah you just convince them not to vote uh, if that is their plan you know speaking for myself it worked great. I just don't feel mm-hmm. like it's a open, like, it's not open to scrutiny. Uh, we got people that are, like, doing jail time for questioning it. You know, those are kind of, yeah. in my mind, yeah. the, the implications that something. Propaganda, yeah, by example. It was, I was just going kind of to say, to your point. What do you think, James? Do you think they'll suspend the election?
4: I think there's a lot more things that could happen between now and then <clears throat> that will derail things. But if it comes down to it, it's November
0: 1st, 2024. And he manages to actually be on the ballot? There's a month to go before the election, and Trump is not in jail, or even if he is, he's still on the ballot. There's a chance, you know, that he's going to be elected. Do you think they suspend the election?
4: I, I lean towards that, yeah.
0: I do, too. Do you guys
1: remember with the lockstep narrative from the left that was campaigning at that time of the biggest of what they said was the reason to not vote for Trump?
0: Well, it would be the end of democracy. it would start World War III. No, yeah. He'd uh-huh. crash the
1: economy and get us into World War III. How's that uh-huh. working out for us? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they were, they were talking we, about Biden? Which brings, no, he's talking about uh-huh. Trump. Um, um, bring Which brings me to principle number six. This is the last principle did of propaganda skip, by Lenin. Did we skip four and five? Nope. Damn it. Now that I have seized complete political power, I, I've implemented my will and my awful new political system and everything turned out to be a complete disaster. Principle number six. Blame your predecessor. Now this is the one thing I could not right. find a current example for that tries back to Lenin. So I don't know if something comes to your guys' mind. Hmm.
0: That, that That's true. It stands really out follow. That. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. well the, the the tough part about that is that Trump does deserve a lot of blame. Oh yeah, so he's he's a fucking liar, just like all of them. But if you have you seen that like hysterical? I think it was a louder with Crowder that I saw um, with this hysterical lefty. He was asking the question like, "Do you really think that the country is better off now than four years ago when Trump was in office?" Mm -hmm. Honestly. And this person just lost their mind. Of course it is. And everything that's wrong with the country now is Trump's fault. And Biden (laughs) is just trying to fix all of it, which, (laughs) I mean, is exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Right? Everything is the predecessor's fault, even though all evidence speaks to the contrary. I saw someone with a verified account lay out the
1: case for why uh, Hamas invading Israel was Trump's fault. Whoa. And like it went, I mean, it was, huh. it was like next level gymnastics, head up your ass. Like, I mean, people accuse me of connecting dots that aren't there. I was reading this, I was like, man, this guy's really slicing it thin. It, would, it was like eight steps. Okay, so like then this happened, and then this uh-huh. happened, and then Trump did this, and then Trump did this, and Trump did this. Like and that's f- why Hamas, Hamas, like, went into Israel. I'm wow. like, Jesus, dude, like, how deranged is this person? It's like a flat earth argument right there. Oh, geez. Oh, here we go. (laughs) So there you go. The reason why I wanted to bring that up is that we look at these, you know, with kind of a quaint looking glass back at history of like these weird perverted, demented, like historical events. And you're like, well, here's how these things happened. And when I wanted to just hit like one aspect of that, which was the propaganda, because we think about something like this period of history that ended up in the deaths of just within the Soviet Union, 68 million people. And you're like, how do you get to that point? Like, well, it starts here, it starts here. It's a bunch of low IQ people with memories of a goldfish that just every day they just take the narrative, they take, take to propaganda. And so you can't. I'm not pointing at the, the political elites of, like, this guy's evil. He is evil. He's a fucking psychopath. But the problem is it's the people that fucking carry that narrative, much as we saw during COVID. I'm like, got it. Two weeks to flatten the curb. Six feet apart. That guy's a grandma killer. Take the shot, get the boosters, keep the schools closed, you know, close down the small and medium sized businesses. Those are the people that you need to worry about. And the reason why you bring this up is that. I use a lot of metaphors for actual what we know as like modern day warfare, but we are in a psychological war, a psyop, basically, a war on the culture, and it's this low grade thing that's been going on. Are you guys familiar with Yuri Bizenoff at all? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, we'll get into him another time. He was an effective KGB agent. His job was to destroy America, to destroy America, to destroy the culture through psyops. Yes, I yes. do know about this yeah, he's guy. A fascinating guy. Yes, and he goes like. I warned you guys about this in the '70s, and it's still happening. And I don't know why you guys are not listening to me. Like his job was to destroy America using Marxism. Yeah, and so the point more of is, a patriot
0: than many Americans. Yeah,
1: and the the war today is ideology and in it's information. And as we have said before, like you cannot prepare for a war when you don't know that you are engaged one in, engaged in one. I think that's what these political elites are banking on, and people just not paying attention, going like, "Well, there's a the narrative. Like
0: I'm going to repeat it." Which we I think, harp on a lot, like it's by the time you realize it's happening, <laughs> it's gonna be too late. <laughs> we,
4: might need, we might need to do a whole nother podcast where just Jake brings up <laughs> random shit, <laughs> that'd be a good one, <laughs> so i I do have a question on yeah, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, which is uh i could I could talk to twelve people now, I could call them up, and they'd give me. <clears throat> their version of COVID or their vision version of the war or their version of and they'd have receipts and they'd have just as much passion and conviction yeah, as we might on this side, right? They believe it as much as their side, as much as we believe our side. Yeah. And when all this COVID stuff first started, I, I you're get, speaking specifically about COVID. We'll use COVID as the, as the example. When you're talking about sides though. I'm talking about propaganda, but yeah, let's talk yeah. about sides. Um Jacob in the very beginning of this just kind of said, Hey, I got this far in life using my senses, mm-hmm. and uh, until I start seeing, or
1: people. we call it the walk out the front door sure. test. At the end of the day, and like I don't know from what I see, what I'm experiencing in my real life, like something's incongruent here.
4: Yeah, it doesn't match up. But those people believe it as much as we believe it. So I, if I kind of back out from that and go, well, why do they believe? Why do I believe everything I believe as passionately as they believe everything they believe? And it kind of always comes back to me to the senses or the walk out the door test. Like Mm -hmm. what's there's not we live in an area with a lot of homeless people, they're not dropping dead from COVID, something's not lining up here. Yeah. Is there techniques you guys have? Is there ideas that you guys could use that would reinforce your vision of things, your vision of the vaccine that makes you more right than the people that are pro-vaccine that think they're just as right? Uh, I think one, so
1: for using COVID as an example, uh, I've had this experience twice this week, once with a friend, um, once with my dad, who were all in on the vaccine and the boosters, and I'm, I'm a fringe conspiracy theorist, is they both were incredibly sick with COVID this week. Mm-hmm. And I go like, okay, so what, what does that tell you? Like, you're, you're, you're bitching to me about being sick, I was like, and I'm also the crazy one who hasn't been sick in five or six years. Right. I was like, so that would be like the walk out the front door test. No, and I had five. I was like, Dad, recall the first text you sent me about. It was about how sick you are.
4: Right.
1: And like, so I don't understand like how I'm the crazy one.
0: But your, your question is more about a solution. Like what is yes. this? What, what technique do you have? I had
4: five to, people to in to my family To answer your question is to
0: point it. stuff like that out. That's the walk in front of you. Like, okay, so here's,
1: here's what we do know. doesn't like, work. Because you have your study. I have my study. Like let's say like it's everything's off the table. But let's, let's distill it down to what do we know to be factually true? What's right in front of us, right? And it's the people I know that are keep taking the boosters, keep getting sick over and over and over and over again. I
4: think, but if we're gonna make any leeway, we have to convince those people to stop taking boosters. If you're, I'm not not here to make leeway. I was just gonna say, (laughs) if if your
0: goal, if your goal is to convince people, um, then you know, and I don't necessarily think that convincing people is a strategy. That's not how the left, the Marxist left, didn't uh, take over all of our institutions and our education system and the government and everything that's controlling us now by convincing people and i think that our goal should be to take over personally we should take over the institutions, all of these institutions but i will say that if your goal if your personal goal is convincing people um you know the 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 skills of argumentation you know the the People that have written books about argumentation, it would just be like, you know, point things out to people without attacking them and they'll come around. I think that even my own, uh, the people in my life that are the most insane about this kind of stuff are, if I phrase it right, they're open to logic. Like your dad, you know, if you don't attack him yeah, and you just point things out to him that, you know, he, you, know you got vaccinated, I didn't, you know. Maybe something to consider. Yeah, that they come around to it eventually. You just can't force people to it. People need to come to it on themselves. They need to have an exit ramp. We have talked about that on a couple of episodes. Yeah. you need. We need to leave people an exit ramp so they can back out of this total dedication to this insane ideology that they've adopted without being criminal. Because if they're criminalized, then you know they're going to go down fighting. They're going to go to they're yeah, going go to battle to the more. Yeah
4: those are the same people that would have criminalized us for not taking the vaccine though. Yeah. Well, if revenge is what you're after, then it's not revenge. I don't think convincing it's not revenge. Is- I'm just, it's not <laughs> revenge. It's a uh, blast. Them. <laughs> no, no, no. It's more about, uh, I think we're in much deeper water than maybe we know because you know, you get a 51%. No, the world's ending.
0: Uh, so stock up on ammo, stock up on food and come up with some plans to, so just as a, quick little anecdote my wife Gertrude you guys know her went to the East Bay this weekend and so I was home with the boy and my uh, my phone my phone didn't make a noise at 3 a.m but I was awake and I dreamt that it I was kind of half dreaming that it made a noise and for some reason my brain went to we just had an EMF attack and EMP. No, the EMF. e- e- EMF's the band from the bandies. bandies. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. We're attacking my house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, That's real trouble right there. Sorry, EMP attack. And uh yeah,
2: unbelievable.
0: Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> they here. Arm. My worst fear is coming true. <laughs> Junior, grab the gun. So I... Uh, I heard my phone or I dreamt my phone made this noise. And for whatever reason, my my brain went to the EMP attack. And I I instantly thought, like, okay, my chick is in San Leandro, which is not that far away, or Oakland, whatever. is not that far away. But now nothing works, and we have no plan. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to take my five-year-old down to Oakland, get her, and then come back on foot? Or on bike? Like, how the fuck do you figure that out? Am I going to just sit around the house waiting for her to figure it out? Like, she's going to walk by herself back to Santa Rosa from Oakland? Give me a fucking break. And it made me realize that our planning is severely lacking. So I think that all of us need to... Focus on... I really do think that we're coming to a head right here mm-hmm. to make a, you know, this isn't a Liberty Tree prediction. I think everyone's kind of feeling the same thing. Make sure that you're prepared. Make sure you have the food in the freezer and the food in the cupboard, and you have a plan for what happens when the power goes out or what happens when every scenario happens. And everyone, especially the people that think like us, we have to band together and survive this catastrophe that's that's coming.
2: You're unbelievable